This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hey there, just a heads up, we will be chatting about some content today that might be triggering if you are having challenges with your mental health. Babes, listen, it's time to jump on into it with your pals, Nat and Jess, and catch up on all things women's health and fitness. How about that weather? Do you know what? I'm melting. I'm actually melting. It's so hot. My insides feel like they're like on fire and then outside is really hot too. Yeah, so I'd just like to say though, because you know how we complain, or not just you and me, but we all complain about the cold. You know, we complain about the cold, right, in winter. So let's just, I'm actually, I actually really like this weather. This is quite extreme, 32 degrees, though. Mm. Is it 32? Yeah, quite extreme. But I'm actually into it. I just wish I had a pool. Yeah, so explain to me what you enjoy about warm weather, because this one always <laughs> stumps me. What, that I like warm weather? Anyone. I think you're the odd one out, remember? I think we've Am been through I? this. I think no, not the odd one out, but I think the majority of people like the warm weather. Like people go to like a hot island, mm-hmm. hot weather for weather. What for holiday? <laughs> yeah, for a holiday. She can't speak. But is today. There, there? I just think that's the worst thing. Then when it's really? hot weather and you are not therefore on an island where you have to actually kind of work you. and. You know, I just, I find hot weather, it just makes you sleepy. I think we're not used to it. You okay there? Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Doing a spot of cleaning (laughs) over there. Um, I think we're not used to it. In Ticha. Yeah. Oh, in New Zealand, actually. New Zealand doesn't get 30 degrees on the norm. Well, and actually Christchurch feels particularly muggy, and that's not very Christchurch to feel so muggy. I have a question. Yo. Do you find it harder to exercise when the weather is warm? Like, motivate myself to exercise? No. I find it more motivating almost. Okay, so you're really hot, but the idea of getting hotter through exercise is not... Listen. Babes, listen. Okay. Gyms have aircon, so it's not too bad. I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, the gym has the aircon, so that's okay. If like if I wanted to go for a run, mm. I wouldn't do it midday, right? Like today, because mm. like I would probably pass out because my body's not used to it. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? I need mm. to climatize to this, so mm. I would go early in the morning or in the evening. But no, mm. I find it motivating to work out in this kind of weather, mm. especially because you're 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 like use you've got like more skin showing so you feel like you know like I feel it motivating to work out Uh, you know what I mean in uh, terms of like it feels good it makes you feel good and you tend to be more vulnerable when about your body when you've got less clothing you know say if you feel vulnerable about your body yeah when you've got less clothing it's more confronting because you know what I mean that's what I don't like about summer really yep 
get out of town. So yep. you, that's one of the things you don't like about summer because you wear less clothing. Yeah, I don't think I'm the only one. No, I, you're definitely not. Yeah, on that. No, I, definitely I think not. that's I think that's a massive thing that maybe isn't spoken about enough is when yeah. you don't feel. I um, feel okay now, but like if in times where my body image hasn't been very good, going into summer and thinking about wearing less clothing is like the last thing you want to do. Um, yeah, it's it's very uh, off-putting. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. So you were saying more skin showing makes you feel more vulnerable. <laughs> well, yes, so therefore, not like you're not more like motivated to exercise. <laughs> Well, I feel more motivated to exercise just because I I want to feel good. Yeah. You know, so say, but obviously if I'm having a bad um, body image day or week or month or whatever, mm. then not motivated, mm. you know? Yeah. You'd rather kind of like just... Put layers on. Put layers on. Put the aircon on at home and 15 degrees and then wrap up. <laughs> that is, I mean... I'll is that just, what you do? Yeah, yeah, I'll just share. I'll just share. I can't do it so much when Greg is around. Why, why is that Jess? Uh, because so he was an electrician, so he oh, is... right. Yeah, he's an expert in how much uh, power you usage. Do you think that's why him and SC bond? Because SC was an electrician, it's but true. he did his apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah I think so. Oh, I think. Or not the only reason why, but one of... There must be something that kind of attracted both of them towards this uh, career. Friendship. Uh, yeah, for sure. And career. Uh, but he, and, and friendship. But yeah, so he's he's very um, aware of how much power certain things use. <laughs> and so um, when he's away, then I will shut all the doors, put the aircon on, and I've been known to wear a sweatshirt. And no. Yeah, don't, don't. Don't tell anyone. You, um, you've been known to wear a sweatshirt. Did you wear a sweatshirt yesterday? No, because Greg's around. So oh, true, gotcha. the doors were open and the heat was coming in. And I was like, so hot. Yeah, but, no, we still had the aircon on and shut the doors, but not so cold that we need a sweatshirt. Sometimes you lose track of it, you know, and your body temperature kind of like, you know, there's like a there's a point where you sort of like do you not have feel a, good, feel good, feel do you not good. Have oh, to it's very, very cold. Automated on like a... Like stop at a certain like for hours. I think stops at twenty one degrees or something. Maybe, but you know when your when your body starts to like cool <laughs> off and then it just spirals down into pretty cold. I don't know. I just like the feeling of wearing like a a sweatshirt. You know, I'm a homebody. I like to be comfortable. You know. So how do we get onto this topic? The weather. Is everyone sick of talking about the weather? Although let's just. Put a side note, um, our heart goes out to Auckland because they do not have this incredible weather and they've mm. got a natural disaster happening right now. Mm. Um, lots and lots of flooding and torrential rain. So thinking of you if you're in Auckland. That is very challenging. It actually feels like it's in a different country almost. I think it does. And I wonder you if know? this is what it felt like when the Christchurch earthquake was happening. Probably, You know, yeah. kind of the news coverage was almost like, feels like this is not even in the same country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what must be so scary is when you've got the risk of flooding or you've got flooding happening in that, and the rain just doesn't let up. Yeah. You you know, like, oh, there's more rain and there's more rain forecast. And that's, I mean, you know, that's scary. That is very scary. And just not knowing kind of what's going to happen 
you know, yeah. to your home. And, you know, those images of, like, the houses that are, like, on the on the very edges of cliffs. Oh, my God. Could yeah, you imagine anything more it. terrifying? Well, yeah, I'm guessing they've evacuated their How, homes. Well, and would you ever be able to move back in? Oh, good Oh Well, I mean, we're not experts, but that's a good question. Mm. Something, something to ponder. Not. Something to ponder. Something else to ponder. What? Is, uh, so we just chatted just before I said to you, do you find it harder to motivate yourself to exercise in warm weather? And you, you sort of said, no, actually, not so much. And also longer daylight hours as well. Yes, that's so, another thing. Yeah, yeah, so you've got more light hours outside of your work to sort of feel like I can do stuff. And Yeah, like, for example, on uh, Sunday, I went for a run at 7 p.m., which I would never do in the winter because it'd be dark. Mm. That's so cool you went running. (laughs) Thanks. I love that. But that's exactly it. It didn't feel good, I'll be honest. It didn't feel good at all. So how far did you run? Oh, four, four and a half maybe, four Ks. And why did it not feel good? I'm not used to working out in the evening. Mm, That's what I put it down to. I'm not used, to, like, I'd, everything felt wrong. Like, I felt mm. heavy. I felt like I had a full day's worth of food. Mm. Like, I'm used to working out with at least just a coffee or, like, a just breakfast, mm. you know, not the mm. full day. Mm. What else? Yeah, I just felt heavy. Everything felt heavy and slow. Yeah, well, I suppose you have a routine of exercising in the morning. Yeah. So quite strange then to but, make your body do that in the evening. Yeah, exactly. But during it, I was thinking, this is this is good for your head. You know, it's mm. good to switch it up and not always do what you're comfortable with. Can I ask then, how long did you plan that you were going to run that evening? Like, like when did I think I'm going to go for a run? Yeah. Uh, I knew I wanted to do a run in the weekend. Okay. It didn't happen on Saturday. Why is that? Oh, we were in Dunedin. Mm. So I knew it was going to be... Oh, I, I thought actually when I was in Dunedin, maybe I'll get up. My goodness, Dunedin was cold at night. Mm. Warm in the day, but so cold at night. Um, I, we were at Essie's friend's house. I had my electric blanket on. Bless him. He put electric blanket on, my, on our bed because he knows I'm so cold. And a heater in the room. In summer. In summer. Shout out to the students who live in these... Goodness, these flats are horrific. Cold homes. Those flats are horrific. Wow. I mean, resilient Even just driving past, I was like, I can just see that you're damp. (laughs) I can just see it. You are damp and there is mould in here, um, which is not good at all. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I was going to go for a run on uh, in Dunedin, didn't happen, and then I went on Sunday, so I knew I was going to go at some point, mm-hmm. didn't happen in the morning, so then I was like, I'll just go tonight, when it's cooler, because I didn't mm-hmm. want to go during the day. Mm-hmm. And at any point, when you were thinking, I'm going to do it at night, at any point, did it kind of come into your head like, nah, actually, I can't be bothered? Oh, heaps, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heaps. Yeah. Why are you smiling? Oh, I, no, I just, I, I mean... <laughs> Were you like, oh, yes, this is satisfying? A little bit. Oh, jeez. A little bit, just because I think that... Uh, you know I am not, like, picture-perfect athlete. That's not me. But I think it's helpful for people to hear that. Okay, but, like, it, you know that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I think I, st- I, I think I think you're one of the more motivated people that I know. Like you're one of okay. the more committed to 
um, exercising and moving your body, you know, and you're very consistent and, you know, quite... Yeah, but like, still, though, like, just like everybody else, the, the other thing about working out in the evenings, you've got the whole day to talk yourself out of it. Yes. That's the thing. And the yes. whole day I was like trying well I was trying to be to be kind to myself in the fact that if it didn't happen don't be yourself about it. Good. You know? Mm. So but the thing is also when you work out in the evening you think about it all day. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know like how that. people do it. I oh, don't want that. I, I hear you. I don't know how people do it. And the the only evening exercise I do is uh tone on Monday. Yeah. Because and not at the moment, but um, usually my name is on the timetable and I can't just decide not to do it. And, uh, exactly. But my routine lately has been um, exercising in the morning, training and getting back into yoga and stuff, and then going for a bit of a walk. Now, the best thing about that, I, I've been thinking about it, is that I have no time to talk myself out of it. Exactly, yeah. Especially in summer as it's getting hot and things like you have all day to talk yourself out of it and create these, you know, sort of um, uh, Just reasons Just obstacles why. and yep. excuses all day to yep. talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, I think, listen, I think well done on going for a run <laughs> at 7 o'clock. Is that one of the hardest hardest things you've done with exercise? No. Why? What's one of the harder things you've done with exercise? Like a hard workout? What do you mean? Well, like what like for example <laughs> such a vague question. <laughs> let me get a little bit more specific for you. I can see you've got notes too. What are those say? Well so when I think about <clears throat> planning to run at seven PM in the evening. Yes. I could have probably a million barriers to doing that. Yep. So that would be one of the... Whereas um, setting my alarm early, going straight to the gym, no real barriers for me other than getting over the fact that you have to wake up early. Yep. Right? Is, like... Is that been one of the harder the kind of mental challenges for you is going, yes, I'll do it in the evening and or or no. or are you or is it more kind of like <clears throat> exercise specific? Like I know that you believe in stretching and yoga, but maybe you are not someone who likes to go and do a lot of it. Oh, so, so you, get you know into what I mean. What I don't do a lot yeah, of, like what yeah. do you what do you find challenging in in the space of kind of movement and exercise? Oh, you've really thrown me off here. Because um, here's do I find the thing. Challenging? Here's the thing. You you lean into a massive amount of challenge with the types of classes that you teach. Yes, you're definitely um, disciplined to do training outside of the classes you teach. And now you've shared that you went for a run at 7pm. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, what, you know, like... So do you, so you're going with what I don't do a lot of, which is yoga and body balance and stretching. Is that what you mean? Yeah, maybe, and yeah. kind of why. Well, I don't make the time for it. Yeah. I know I know that I should, but I don't make the time for it. I, and I like I go through phases. <clears throat> Remember when I used to do your um, Tuesday class consistently? Yes. Yeah. And then I ended up having clients in that time, or that would be like my break and my Tuesdays are so big that I don't really get like the, my breaks really mean a lot to me. Mm. <laughs> so like my break is my best friend. Mm. <laughs> my, my break means a lot to me. Mm. Um, I don't make the time for it. I think I've I've. It's it's hard when you've got 
you know, you've got classes on the timetable and you try and prioritise your training around that and then prioritising... Because I do, like, I do do stretch and I do um, do, like... Uh, foam rolling and stuff, but I'll do it before my workouts. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes, actually, you're very good at that. And I do do that. And so far that has been okay. I mean, it hasn't been amazing. Like my Mm. calf has been niggly for a while last year, you know. Mm. And saying that, though, this is the first time after a run and I didn't feel my calf. And I saw Brittany, yeah, if she's listening. Yeah, I saw our massage therapist and she... For the first one of the first time, I was like, Brenna, I don't have any issues today. Just go and do whatever you want to my body. Have <laughs> you ever wrong. been able to say that to Brittany? Who no, not really, who is no. Our incredible massage yeah, therapist. Yeah, no. Well, because I started seeing her for my hip and mm. then I just carried on forever and forever, and I will. Um, and then after my hip, uh, like my knee, my knee's not an injury, but it's like a ongoing thing that I've had for years and mm. then this calf has started off recently but yeah this time I was like Brittany I, I'm, I'm actually like all yeah, good I'm and okay. I ran yesterday so what up yeah she and she felt my calf and she was like oh my goodness like still got a massive knot in there but it feels so much better than normal and mm. I was honestly like a proud mum to my calf <laughs> well done well done child <laughs> you've Aww. held up yeah do you know it's hard though you know calves oh. they are so so freaking niggly. Well, touch wood. Where were we with that? Oh, what did I find challenging? So, yeah, maybe I find challenging in prioritising, um, doing more stretching and, and balance and stuff. But I don't, like, it, as a whole, I don't have a lot of time. And I know I could make the time. Mm. You always can make the time. Mm. There's, you know, what do they mm. say? Beyonce has got the same hours as you in the day and she's still... Puts in however many hours in practice. What a great way to make people feel like shit. <laughs> By the way, oh, my God. Beyonce, did you see her announcement yesterday? No. Well, of course, because you're not a, a bay hive. Mm. <laughs> She's potentially coming to New Zealand in 2024. Wow. I am yep. so excited for you. Thank you. So she'll either go to Australia, New Zealand, it's not, or both. I might have to go to Australia if she doesn't come to New I Zealand. I think you should do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a bucket list. I'll just take a loan thing. now. <laughs> I don't have any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just do it. It's just one of those things <laughs> you've got to do. The ticket will probably be five hundred dollars, and then it's like okay, I'll just sell my body. It'll be worth it. Only fans. <laughs> Only fans. <gasps> yeah, maybe I'll start that. Maybe I'll sell feet photos. Oh, they don't have great feet. Don't look at them. <laughs> I, feet. I think there's. I mean, I think you can make a decent profit with feet photos on. Is it OnlyFans. a slippery slope though? Because oh, I once wish. you start sharing, because my rule would be, I cannot show my face. Okay. But then they'll ask for that, won't they? Yeah. They'll be like, I'll pay you more yeah, if you show me yeah. your, your face. And, and then is it a slippery slope? And then you're like, that could get me VIP. Gateway drugs. For yes. Beyonce. Maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I could meet her. Maybe, maybe I could. <laughs> is, yeah. it worth, yeah. is it worth my reputation? As, no, it's not worth I it. I wish this was the topic for today because <laughs> I think it's, I think, I, re- I and I can't wait to talk about this, but it's not the topic for today. Oh, what is it? But um, <laughs> first of all, I have to probably apologise. Sorry that I do this. No, I love it. Um, I probably have to apologise first for kind of putting you on the spot. Okay, what do you struggle this? with, Jess? I'll return the question to you. Uh, just generally. just With exercise, I mean. General consistency with exercise. Yeah. 
Because you're all or nothing. Yeah. We've shared this yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so my apology to you is I'm sorry for kind of putting you on the spot no, and kind of going, I want to, I want to, you know, kind of get like, what's the, what's the dirt on that? You know, you with your, oh, yeah, oh, that's look, right. I'll get you, back to you. I'm sure there is. You know, you, she prehabs properly and she stretches before <laughs> she teaches and God, you know, she's running at 7 p.m. Like, okay, no, I don't do this all the time. This was a once off. Yeah. I uh, No, I've got, you know I've got my own struggles. You've seen me cry a million thousand times. You're pretty good with exercise. Like, yeah, your relationship exercise, with okay, exercise no, is, yeah. is very good. Like, very yeah. good. Um, my, my thing for sure is uh, a consistency. Yeah. And if I don't feel really confident in a style of movement, I will tend to stay away. Like I stayed away from resistance training for many, many, many years of being in the fitness industry as a group fitness instructor because I believed that I wasn't strong. So if I'm not naturally strong, then I would go in there and make a fool of myself. And, you know, that's such a vulnerable sort of feeling to have, right? So So I guess where I was going with that was kind of like, is there a type of exercise that you wouldn't do that actually would be quite good for you because you don't feel confident in that space? No, what I wouldn't feel confident in is like different sports that I haven't tried before or that I haven't been good at in the past. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm. Missed you at volleyball, by the way. Thank you very much. I didn't go this week. Uh-oh. It was, yeah, anyway. I can't wait. I can't wait to get back to volleyball by the way. I love how keen you are on it. I, so I, cute. I just love it so much, but I I can't think of anything worse for my hip right now. Oh, absolutely not. Don't come. An une- uneven surface, you know, changing direction. No, do not and, come. And it's all of that. Um, you don't need that. Yeah, but no, vol- I love, love volleyball. Another word that starts with the vulnerability. <laughs> just spoke about it before. And I said that the gym space... How did you find that, Nico? He's going, he's going... Oh, yeah, thumbs up from Nico. Spot. No, it was a um, uh, So I mentioned that I felt a bit vulnerable going into the gym space when I wasn't confident about, uh, you know, resistance training because I didn't believe that I was strong. But yeah. uh, we thought we would chat a little bit more about vulnerability today. The Volney. V word. Volney. Uh, Volney. Nat loves shortening words and <laughs> I'm here for it. I like that one. I think I've already mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've covered it before. But what is Vulnerability. What is it? It's a bit of a buzzword lately, I feel like. Don't you is think? It? Yeah. I'm feeling Volney. I, th- uh, I, th- I don't know if that's the buzzword. But I think, I think could, it's going to start You could definitely start a movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does vulnerability mean to you? What's your understanding of it? <clears throat> well, you're putting me on the spot over and over, but I'm here for it. Good. Like the challenge. <laughs> what does it mean? It means when... When you feel vulnerable, sorry, I'm going away from the microphone. When you feel vulnerable, you you don't feel at ease, maybe. Mm. You don't feel comfortable. Mm. You don't feel confident. Those are too many don'ts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, I like it. You go. So here's what I've come up with. Uh, it is a state of emotional exposure that comes yes. with a certain degree of uncertainty, which is what you were saying. You don't feel kind of like... 
confident, yep. feel a little bit un- uneasy. Um, it involves a person's willingness to accept the emotional risk that comes from being open and willing to love and be loved. Talking about kind of emotional vulnerability yeah. here. Um, the reason why that is uncomfortable for a lot of people is that it comes with some really challenging emotional states so that uh, exposure and the uncertainty has with it the risk of disappointment and shame and fear. Uh, So it's often related to the fear of rejection or abandonment. So the vulnerability of really emotionally exposing yourself, right? Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, when you feel vulnerable, you feel exposed. Yeah. 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 Had any of those moments recently? Me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I feel vulnerable. Yeah, often. Let me have a think. God, sorry, you've really put me on the spot. We, yeah. we talk a lot about, we've kind of shared it on the podcast, but, uh, you know, kind of a bit of behind the scenes is that often what Nat and I will chat about when we leave the, the studio having recorded yeah, a podcast is yeah. feeling very vulnerable. Yes. Because this is the space where uh, we share a lot about ourselves and yeah. we have often had moments walking out of here going, I can't believe I talked about that. And we don't, don't hold know. back. Yeah. yeah, we don't hold back. Yeah. Um, I think I'm getting better at dealing with that mm-hmm. with our podcast because we've been doing it for almost two almost years. Almost two It's almost our yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing it for a while. I think it will still come when I've got, when I share things that are like really deep or very, um, make me feel really vulnerable, maybe. Mm. Um, did you feel like that last week after we talked about um, our first year of marriage being so hard? I- uh yeah, I did. You did? I, I did. I would say that's not the worst feeling no, of vulnerability not. that no, I've no, had. No, no. Uh, yeah, because I felt, um, did I feel vulnerable after that? Oh, a little bit because we, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'll share it here because I think we need to be always honest. Mm. Um, there was a moment in the podcast last week, and you can't even tell because I listened to it. I had to pause because I started crying. Remember, mm. Nico, it was so sweet. It was mm. like, but that was to do with um, I can't remember why. Um, obviously, there was something that was triggering. I actually can't remember it, but maybe reflecting about on the it. last year. Oh, that's right. That was triggering. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just, <laughs> I got so red and I was so annoyed. Uh, yeah, so. That, I felt vulnerable then because mm. I started crying and then I was like, oh, how am I going to get back? And you know when you start crying sometimes and you're like, am I going to be able to come back from... You know when you feel like you just everything's going to come out mm. and you're just going to keep crying? Mm. Yeah, so I really did. I pulled it together so I didn't just keep crying. <laughs> yeah, it's that fear. So that's the last yeah. time I felt really vulnerable, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it was just last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, um, if I if I talk about the podcast, the actually the most vulnerable I've felt post podcast was sharing that I got banned from a country. Really? Yeah. I yeah. thought you were gonna say something else. Uh, well, the one where the one where I ended up talking about, uh, I think we're doing cheating or something like that, and I talked about. Um, my parents kind of separating and stuff. Yes, that, that, that was, was... Yeah, Nico's nodding his head because he recorded it. That was a long day, wasn't it, Nico? Wowie. Yeah, or was it Carlos, maybe? 
Was no, it no, you? no, it was oh, Nico. Yeah. It, was yeah. the du- it was the double. Oh, yeah, we were there for a long time. Amazing. And, uh, and there was a lot of emotion that came up and I got very uncomfortable with yeah. it and tried to push it down and then got real awkward. And, <laughs> um, it was weird. It was a weird experience. Um, but so that would have been within within the podcast maybe, but for the week after I shared about being banned because I think I got I got quite a bit of feedback on it and I started to feel <laughs> like a really, really bad person and and very irresponsible and I was like, geez, I'm, I'm a, a mum. Yeah, I'm a mum, like oh my gosh. Even though I kind of like I felt like I had sort of made peace with it. Like if if I'd spoken about it in just chatting to people, not that it really ever came up, but I never felt shame about it. But that's the difference between sharing on a podcast and sharing to like three people in front of you. It's true because you can see their reactions. So then Yes, true. You can yeah. see how they take it. Like are yeah. they judging you or yeah. not? Whereas here everyone yeah. can judge if yeah. they want to. I mean they have got the right to obviously but Yeah, yeah. So that would have been the one where I felt a certain amount of shame around what had happened Aww. twenty years ago. I mean I think it was hilarious. Um yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so that so that would be podcast specific. Um for me podcast Specific might be the time I shared. Oh yes, maybe the time I shared. Not the fact that I had chlamydia in the past. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, why am I feeling shame? <laughs> Just a country. It's only three years. No, not chlamydia. <laughs> that's that's so much laugh. worse. <laughs> um, not even that. I think a little bit. I was a bit vulnerable about that. I was more vulnerable about sharing the story on how I got it because Mm. I felt so bad for the my ex-boyfriend because I still, you know, like I know him and I felt and I know he's from that day has felt so awful about it. So I felt like I was just like putting salt in the wound again. But Mm. I mean, I don't he doesn't listen and I hope he (laughs) <laughs> it's okay if he has heard about it, mm. you know. But that was the only thing I just felt really bad for him. Mm. Yeah, mm, that's nice. so I felt really vulnerable after that because you were worried that someone was so, else would be. Well, I was upset. so worried that because I don't speak to him, but I was so worried that it might be brought up to him, and then for him to be like, "Oh, why is she talking about it? Like this is so long ago. I feel feel so bad," you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I felt vulnerable about that. Do you feel okay about it now? Oh, for sure. Yeah, world. I got chlamydia. How about you? It's common as. So if you um, <laughs> if you don't also record a podcast, then um, here are some examples of uh, feeling vulnerable outside of the space of having a chat and then people listening to it. Um, okay. You know. Yes. Uh, taking chances that might lead to rejection. So uh, that might be applying for a job. Yep. Asking someone to go out on a date with you, or I guess Ooh, you know, yes. do you want to catch up um, as a friendship? And well, no like, one likes rejection. Mm, no, yeah, no. Yeah. We are very hardwired to um, uh, not move towards rejection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, talking about mistakes you've made. Yay! Being banned from a country. There you go. <laughs> yeah, mistake. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why I felt shame. Do you not think that's a mistake? Uh, would I do it again? I mean, that doesn't mean that it's not a mistake. I know you'd do it not again. Taiwan. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I mean, I wouldn't do it now. I'm a mum. I'm very responsible. Ever uh, Sharing personal information that you normally keep private. <laughs> Hello. So much on here. 
There's so, but how boring would this podcast be if we didn't? Nico, yeah. what do people I talk also, about if they don't talk about their okay, personal information? You don't information? need to answer that, Nico. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Who knows? He's like, I don't know. Um, also, on that, yes. your, what was the th- sentence? Sharing personal information that, that you, you normally, normally keep private. private. See, you keep them private because you've got shame, right? Mm. When you share things, have you found this? When you share mm. things... Before you share it and you're keeping it private, it feels like such a big deal and it seems like awful in your head. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you share it to one person, it's mm-hmm. like such so much smaller than you thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much, but it's already better mm-hmm. because we make such a big deal in our own heads. Yep. So share your personal information with your friends, not with randoms like we are, but with your friends and family because it does, it does make things better in your own head. I could not agree more. Like, could not agree more. And I think that there's this very negative um, perception of oversharers. True. And, yeah. And actually, I, I feel like I think that's a different thing. If someone's oversharing with you, but they're hogging the talking stick, that's, that's not great. But yeah. if you've got a good dynamic and someone is being really honest about who they are and really authentic, I, I don't understand why that's a bad thing. I think that's yeah. really good for our well-being. I agree. I agree. A lot of the stuff that I've shared, when I shared that I had anorexia, yeah. that was absolutely massive. Yeah, and see, that's what I thought you were going to say was the most vulnerable you've ever felt. Ah, interesting. Didn't even come to mind. Really? I, I mean, think, it was a long time ago. I think I had such positive feedback about True. it. Yeah, I've had so many people say to me, I've been through the same thing, thanks for talking about it. Yeah. That's massive. For me, yeah. that's... Um, so I think that, that's that been incredibly healing, actually, that's, because that's I cool. I felt, yeah, I felt shame about it. So um, I, I couldn't agree more, I think. Authentic and honestly uh, sort of stepping up and kind of going, this is who I am and this is the mistakes I've made and and all of that. I don't see how that can be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But people are framed as oversharers and that's not good and maybe that's the perception from some people about what we do here. You know, <laughs> that, that we overshare. That we overshare. Yeah, like, well. <laughs> you know, why would anyone listen to that, um, the oversharing? But I say... People are listening, so your own podcast. Okay. Then. Um, <laughs> feeling, uh, this is going to make you feel vulnerable. Feeling, um, feeling difficult emotions such as shame, grief, or fear. So, just not talking about it necessarily. Yeah. But when you feel shame, grief, or fear, that's going to make you feel very, very kind of vulnerable. Yeah. In definitely. the world. Yeah. Well, you feel like you've got a, a wound, and it's open. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like that too? Yeah, it does. Isn't it actually like you can't see what especially I'm doing now, grief but I, I'm and like fear. huddled over. Like especially grief and fear, right? Mm. You just feel like you're like exposed mm. and your wound is open. Mm. It's a very different way of being in the world is when you're feeling big emotions like that. Yeah. Yes, shit. Really? Uh, reconnecting with someone you have fallen out with. So maybe you've had like a past conflict and you've decided mm. that, that um, you want to mend that relationship. I'd say that that could also be um, part of kind of the, the fear of uh, that type of conflict happening again or fear of rejection yeah, or, yeah. you know, whatever. Because well, yeah, there's a reason why you, f- you fell out mm. in the first place. Yeah. 
being honest about what you need in a relationship, including your boundaries and expectations, that's up there. That's so important. So important. So being honest with what you need in a relationship, yeah. Including your boundaries and expectations. And uh, we talked about this last week about communication, right, and how important that is. Uh, in a relationship is is to communicate. And um, I was saying that first year of marriage for me was really, really challenging because it was, I had to reach this point where I was communicating, I'm scared of always being defined by being a wife and a mother. Like, I don't feel like there's space in this family for me and I feel lost and, you know, all of that. That's a very scary thing to communicate because what I think I was so scared of was hearing back, but that is all you are. (gasps) (laughs) Not that, listen, (laughs) not that my husband would ever say that. Would ever say that. But still, that that was your fear. Massive fear. Um, Oh, my God, imagine someone saying that. The other thing that's hard in a relationship is when you communicate um, expectations or needs is someone turning around and saying, well, I'm not I'm not prepared to try and meet those or I'm not prepared to negotiate that or I don't care. I don't care, probably. Well, that's kind of what it says, if I'm not prepared to meet you half... Well, why don't I just meet you halfway? Maybe yeah. it might mean that they don't care. Yeah. And that sucks to hear that. Well, that's reality. That's the reality check of kind of like, maybe this is not not a good relationship. Maybe we should cut it short. Or working on communicating. Yeah, no, it's not. Listen, it's not It's not cut and dry. Someone turns around and says, I don't care what your needs are. Potentially. And we're done. Um, but potentially opportunity to learn better communication. A way to Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> why, why is being vulnerable important? I just felt a little bit vulnerable then. Yeah, why? I don't know. That was random. I don't know. Because, uh, listen, I'm not a relationship expert. Neither am I. So, yeah, maybe that's why. But here's why vulnerability is uh, important. Well, like you said, it... it That's my stomach. <laughs> um, it takes away the shame yeah, it does. You did say that. Yeah, yeah, I did say that, yeah. yeah. No, I was thinking about your stomach, sorry. <laughs> I was like, did they just do it again? Um, yes, and it takes away the shame. It makes the problem smaller mm-hmm. because we do build things up in our own heads. Yeah. And it also gives other people the opportunity to be like, oh, my, me too. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you mm-hmm. hear other people say, I've had that problem too, then you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. I'm yep. not crazy, you know? Yeah. Yep. And someone has to lead that. And that takes a lot of courage. It does. Oh, great segue. <laughs> so Professor and author Brené Brown Ooh, yes. um, suggests that vulnerability is an important measure of courage. Well done, that. And that it allows <laughs> people to be seen and understood by the people who are important in their life. Being vulnerable also serves as an important way to foster authenticity, belongingness and love. So, yes, you have to be very brave to emotionally expose yourself with the risk of potential rejection. Yeah. 
And in relationships, like with um, you know your other half and that, that can be really hard when you get to, I'm not going into specifics, but when you get to um, sharing maybe something that you've, say, boxed away for a long time, and then you haven't needed to open that box until now because you're in this long-term relationship, you know? So that can be really high, and that takes a lot of courage. Mm. But does or maybe needs to be done if you want to get to the bottom of whatever you're you're going through. You know well, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I guess otherwise you're going to stay stuck. Yeah. You know, and then how how do you how do you foster more kind of intimacy if you can't exactly move yeah. move past that? Because we've all got those boxes. Yeah, the, away. Th- the things that we we feel shame around, yeah. or for whatever reason, like you say, you had to kind of. Put it. You had to park it to mm. be able to put survive and move on. Still or, part of you. Yeah. Still happened. Yeah. But put it aside. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you you need to feel like the other person cares and that there's a level of trust. That might not be the stuff that you necessarily share on a podcast, but uh, <laughs> you know you share. Depends on what kind of podcast, I guess. Um, here are some other benefits of leaning into that vulnerability. So um, greater strength. So putting yourself in situations where you feel vulnerable can be a way to gain confidence and belief in your ability to handle challenging situations. This can help make you more resilient in the face of life's difficulties. Anything that comes to mind? Um, I I just agree so much with Mm. it. Nothing comes to mind, but I agree with it a Mm. lot. Yeah. Stronger relationships, being vulnerable uh-huh. with others is a way to foster intimacy. I Ta-da. must have read this before. It can deepen your compassion, empathy, and connection to uh, the other people in your life. Yeah, that's Most, what we just talked about. Definitely. Most, and you know, like, we've seen each other cry <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and... Uh, what, I, us cry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and every time it happens... And that other person is there for you. Yeah. You you are like, oh, I can really trust this person. For sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, improved self-acceptance. This is what you were kind of saying before as well. Being vulnerable allows you to accept and embrace different aspects of yourself. This can foster great confidence and authenticity. When you're not dragged down by the fear of people mm. finding out... Yes. Who you really are yes. and you're not okay with who you who you yeah. really are. Yeah, yeah. This is something that Essie has said to me so much mm. in the past. Essie's very open about his past and very honest mm. in terms of, I mean, uh, he actually wouldn't care if I shared it, but it's not my place to. He'll even say it to strangers, <laughs> like almost strangers. And I'm always like, oh, you make it so awkward. Like, why do you have to, like... I don't I don't put him down for doing that, but I'm like, why do you like why do you have to always bring it up even when it's not the right time and place? But and he makes a really good point. He's like, No one can ever use a, anything against me or any of those things against me because I don't care sharing mm. and it's out in the world mm. and it's not like I'm gonna be worried about this person finding out and then it turns into this 
thing on social media. You know what I mean? Like mm. he's like literally nothing can bring me down and nothing can hold me back because it's out in the world and my past boxes, quote mark, won't hold me down, won't mm. hold me back. Mm. How so, freeing is that? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it is freeing to experience being in the world, not having anything kind of weighing you down yeah. like that. There's a there's a huge amount of freedom in that, and not having any shame then. Yeah, you know because because you've dealt with it yourself, and that's the other thing. Because when well, you yeah. first obviously when you first open a box, and I'm saying I'm using this. Um, you know, boxes analogy a lot, but if when you first open, you can feel really, really vulnerable, and you might not be um, uh, ready to share it with more people. And we're not saying you have to share everything to, with everybody, but when you first open it, you might feel really vulnerable. But then the next time you share it with the next person, someone else that's close to you or someone else you trust, you might feel better. And I think each time you do feel better, you know, mm. um, because each time you might find hopefully the people around you aren't good people to you, mm. and you feel. Um, more and more like accepted and less like at least like it holds you back mm. you know does that make sense yeah I feel like I um I've had experience with this recently yeah and uh um I'm gonna feel quite vulnerable talking about this now but I think it's important and it could potentially help someone else um and that is that uh, following my injury, I went through a really tough time with my mental health. Yeah. And um, I have a history of um, depression and anxiety. And um, so quite recently um, was experiencing um, that sort of really dark place of having depression. Yeah. And what happened then is I um, had some really dark thoughts alongside that and I noticed these thoughts which were you know kind of around um, whether I was of any value to anyone whether it was worth me even kind of being in the world and just observing these thoughts and that they're heavy now in the past I have had these thoughts but experienced them only internally yeah and I this time I I spoke to um, my husband about having these thoughts, and I shared it with you, and I've shared it with a couple of other people. And what happened in doing that was that instead of my greatest fear, which was probably on some level having someone say, uh, "Well." you're right, or, you know, like, um, or, you know, kind of minimising it and saying, oh, don't be so silly, or um, that's crazy, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, not making you feel like those thoughts are valid. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I had, um, I had the people that that really care about me just listen and support and, you know, kind of say, um, what can I do? And I must say, it's been huge for my mental health because that is the deepest, darkest yeah. ugh, fear and thought you can have. Yeah. And saying it out loud to people who care about me and not being rejected for it, it's just kind of like, it just it changed the narrative, you know? And to have people then that care about you say, 
you know, you are valuable. Like, you know, what can we do to support you um, has been absolutely massive. So, um, you know, this has been my personal experience really recently yeah. has been being brave enough to be super vulnerable with the people that I trust the most. And uh, very brave today too, Jess. Well, and I think we'll May probably have to kind of put like a, you know, a, kind a disclaimer. Of, yeah, 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 we'll do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I hope that no one is not feeling good about themselves at the moment. But if you are, know that you're not alone and that other people, you know, feel these things too. And, um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, I just no, feel very vulnerable. And, yeah, of course you said you might. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. That was um, that was very, very brave. And I'm sure it's helping at least one person. Honestly, I do think that. Um, and if you are in this, I'm talking to listeners, if you are in this space, know that you are valuable and you are loved. And I think what Jess has said just now is obviously you've 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 had those thoughts in the past, but kept them internal maybe for a bit longer than this time. Mm-hmm. And the difference this time is that you shared them mm-hmm. and the the whole experience was was a lot different, right? Completely different. I Internal think it was external. Yeah, yeah. I think it was um, the healthiest thing that I could have done for where I was at. Yeah. In terms of it, feels like it kind of sped up my ability to come out of that. Yeah. Um, so talking is place. important, eh? Yeah. Talking, yeah, to your loved ones, or it doesn't have, or if you're not ready to talk to your loved ones, even a professional. Mm. There's always there's always somebody that is going to hear you out. Yeah, definitely. Message us. We'll be your pal. Yeah, and we'll put we'll put some links yeah, to we will. you know to kind help. of um, uh, different to different help. places yeah. you can contact as well because that's really important. Honestly, you... I am I'm amazed at you right now. I may regret it when I'm part of the studio. <laughs> it's okay, I'll, be, I'll have your back. I'll, I'll, I'll be there to, to support you emotionally. With tissues. And it's not <laughs> going to be the first time she's seen me cry, let's be honest. Well, this, I think, you know, that's true, though. You're, you're right when you say you've seen when, you've, when you cry in front of someone or, or you're vulnerable in front of someone that means a lot to you and their response is positive. You know, like, mm-hmm. say, when I cry in front of you and you're like, I care about you, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm here for you, and then you always text me after and all that. You do build so much more trust with that person, and that's how you build deep friendships. That's mm-hmm. how you build really, really important friendships, and, mm-hmm. and those are really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High five. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I feel like I needed to shake us a little bit. Yeah, we need um, to come back to the surface. <laughs> do you have anything else on your amazing notes? Oh, my goodness. If I could read upside down, I'd read them. <laughs> but I cannot. Nope. This way around. <laughs> Um, well, I suppose the the only the last thing on gender gender the last thing on vulnerability is that there is a little bit of a, a gender difference. Um, with oh yeah. For for men, the vulnerability is around not being perceived as weak, yep. and for women, it tends to be around needing to do everything perfectly, and um, no one kind of sees that you're bothered by that. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Superwoman, and for men. Apparently, Nico, this is the thing 
is you yeah. know. So that that was the only other thing that I had. Seems well, weird. thanks thanks for sharing why it's important to be vulnerable, though, because it really is, and it does it does make you a better person. Mm. It does. Do you know what I found out in the weekend? What? This is kind of off topic, but kind of not, because I found out oh, we've got five minutes left. Um, so. Essie and I were having a DNM because we both we all know this. Essie loves DNMs and he goes freaking deep, and he's trying to figure out why. Well, anyway, we're talking, we're talking. What I found out is so when you listen hmm. and when you talk to people, this is a question for you, Jess. Do you imagine the word spout out in your mind? No. Okay. Not at all. Never. Mm. Okay. Do you? Yep. So a lot. So say if I... Well, don't look sad. Just, I'm literally being vulnerable right now. Sorry. I actually didn't mean to. And then when my eyes were moving, I was like, stop it. Stop it. So, so I was like... So Essie and I were talking. Is and this your says, second language, though? Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's a big part of it. And I was like, so... Because um, sometimes Essie thinks that I'm deaf, but I'm actually maybe taking a little bit longer to process things. So if I can't hear a word... I'll try and spell it out in my head, and then that's how I understand it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. But anyway, we were talking, and he was like, I don't do that. And I was like, what? And I honestly, even to this day, I'm shocked that that's not the same for everybody. And I'm actually, honestly, like, I was like, I was pacing up and down. I was like, what do you mean? You don't see the words spelled out? And then when someone says, a, like, a number to you, like, if you were, like, 1959, I see it written. Like it's oh, like I've got numbers a subtitle. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well thank you. Yeah. Side eye girl. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Only um, numbers though. Yeah. Anyway, so then I, we start Googling it and it's called I think ticker taping, where you pretty much live your life with subtitles. Yep. It, me. And it's common in uh, the bilingual folk. Yep, Same. it is. Yes, uh, Nicole! Yeah, we are the majority. Yeah, I'm the odd one out. <laughs> yeah. Me with my, I only speak English. But this is why when I watch shows and movies and Netflix and whatever, I I uh, find it 10 times easier if I've got subtitles. So I've got subtitles on all the time, which is annoying to some people, I know. But because to me, that takes out the need for me to spell out the words. Okay. So it takes that step out so then I can understand everything a lot faster. Okay. Interesting. Is that not weird? It's real weird. I know we're running out of time, but <laughs> no, I it's just... Right. We've got a couple of minutes. Subtitles. Subtitles. I watched a really good German movie. Okay. But I spent the whole movie reading... So it was like, I was like I was reading a book. I was like, how do people watch <laughs> subtitles <laughs> and me. see what's going yeah, on? Yeah, How do you do that, though? How does because your eye go up and down I like listen that? to things, I spell it out in my head, right? Not all of, not the whole sentence, but I spell out most of it in my head, especially mm. at least the last word, mm. like word right now, just spelled out, you know? So I know, yeah. So for me, if I've got subtitles, it takes that step away, so mm-hmm. then I'm faster at understanding, but it is my second language. And when I was researching it, there's not a lot of, actually there's not a lot of it on online, but I was reading like, you know, forums and stuff and mm. a lot of the people that were like, oh my God, I do that are people that can speak more than one language. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, but still though, like, it just blew my mind and it still does. And 
now I feel like this is like giving me more more like time. He's like, now I get it. Why you're so damn slow? <laughs> Not that I'm slow, but like sometimes he'll say something and then you can see that he's like, are you deaf? Like, can you hear me? And I'm like, no, I'm just taking a while to like. I'm just spelling it out. <laughs> I'm just spelling it out word for word and <laughs> letter by letter. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Anyway, let's wrap it up on that note. Ticker taping. Google it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it sounds, ti- sounds time-consuming yeah. and very energy-exhausting. It is, um, and that's why he thinks he's is. like, you need more sleep than others, Nat. You need to sleep more. Your brain is working very hard. Yeah, uh, but I'm used to it, so I don't know any better. Should hey, we wrap looking it up? forward to seeing you all at Babes Move. Yeah, 19th of Feb, and we've um, released some of our, most of our sponsors. Go yeah. on our Instagram to have a look, and they're freaking awesome. Like, yeah. might I add, <laughs> Lululemon. <laughs> Yep. So you should come just for that. Yeah, <laughs> just for that reason. You can have bubbles, and then we've got handy pills. Yeah, That's straight exciting. after taking. Yeah. We look after you. <laughs> and then you can have a smoothie with our sponsor, New Zealand Protein. Yeah, listen, build that muscle. Yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> hey, it's not protein. is not just to build muscle. It's not just to build muscle, but it's kind of helpful. <laughs> You're just feeding into the myth. Let's People talk about myths a little bit okay, more. Okay, we can do that. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, join us on Instagram, Babes Listen, and join us also live in Christchurch on the 19th of Feb. Goodbye. <laughs>